0: to literary licensed podcast retrospective of Batman the animated series and the new adventures of Batman and Robin where we explore four episodes from the classic 90s television show
1: Your license podcast, and it's Batman Week. We'll be discussing four episodes of Batman. And before we get started, let's find out who's with us. We got Vicky Ray with us. Hello, Vicky. Hi, guys. Sean Stefan with us. Hello, Sean. Hello, everyone. And unfortunately, Joe won't be with us due to work commitments, but we will see him next week. And I'm your host, Keishago. And before we get started, let's find out what we've been up to. Starting with you, Vicky, what have you been up to since last time we saw you?
2: What have I been doing? Oh, we had soccer stuff going on last weekend. That's why I didn't see you. Uh, that was a hell of a season Everybody was like corn fed on the other team Last weekend but oh well we'll get them next year um, Just hanging out We have I got a bunch of stuff going on Project wise but Numerous to talk about But anyway I did get a chance to watch That god awful movie you suggest And you know what I've suggested That god awful movie Keith to a lot of other people I watched this movie called Swallowed
1: <laughs> Oh it's so good
2: Oh my god <laughs> I have been traumatized for two weeks ever since I saw that movie. It was really good. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, I think I watched that thing with my legs closed towards the end <laughs> because it just was such a painful thing to watch. It was really, it was really quite well done. I mean, they they show you just enough without showing you enough. You know what I mean? I but was, it was shocked at
1: Mark Patton, how how old he looks. He's from Friday uh, Nightmare Announced Street 2. Used to get oh it,
2: that's it, right yeah. that oh shit that's right I I feel, like, yeah you're right oh, it was yeah. really an interesting i told my my daughter wanted me to give her some ideas of some really i sent that one to matthew because matthew always sends me movies that are like really unsteady like that so I, I he hasn't said if he watched it or not though but uh what else did i watch i watched the nun too i went to catholic school so of course it scared the behebes out of me um i watched this really stupid movie last night uh, just because i was bored and really high it was called bong of the dead
3: oh (laughs) (laughs) god that takes me back to when i worked in a video store i remember Uh, seeing that on the shelf when it first came uh, out
2: you know what it was actually okay i thought it was i mean i actually (laughs) like some of the characters then again i was high as baseballs but it was really worth watching i thought it was really funny And I finally got a couple weeks ago to watch Talk to Me. Don't know if any of y'all watched it yet, but it was pretty good, too. Um, Of course, you know, if you have, like, I guess it was a hand of a dead something or other. A psychic. It was a psychic's hand. I guess if you hold it and you say, talk to me, it brings out whatever's in the room. And it just. It was really good. I, I, I highly recommend it.
3: And um, Joe was bringing that it. one up to me. He said that was pretty good to talk
0: to me. Yeah,
2: yeah, watch it. it. And so I like some smiles pretty good, too. But other than that, we're just hanging out. It's that time of year. We went traveling last month, so we're just trying to get some stuff done now since we didn't get it done last time. But we're just chilling out, getting ready for Turkey Day in the holiday season. What about y'all?
1: Um, I don't know. What are you up to, Sean? I have... Uh... Well, I've been working and
3: I've been uh, mainly in like this weird RoboCop mood the last month. There was this documentary oh, yeah. that came out, a 4-hour RoboCop documentary. So I, Really? Yeah, it's called RoboDoc. It's uh, apparently uh done through Screambox. It's four parts and it's over 4 hours long. They
4: Is it they, good? they break you
3: know, it's it's a fascinating documentary, but they give you everything. They got all, pretty much all the actors, uh all the living actors on foot. Fortunately, Miguel Ferrer and a few others are have passed on. Uh, you have the uh, golf Ver- Verhoven and every they break down every scene, every detail of the suit, every every memory that every producer cool. ever had. It's it's a fascinating. I love one, Robocop
2: but... movies. I love all that shit. I like Judge Doran. Oh, I, I like you know...
3: I was raised in the I grew up in the in the Reagan era 80s where violence was kind of marketed mass to children and it was glorious. Um it's one of those things where whenever I watched when and saw an action movie it would always be everything Arnold is doing is fine but the yeah. second the second you see a nipple hand over the eyes. Yeah uh, cuz that will traumatize the child cuz that's yeah, the, that's I mean, the way I that's America I'm still yeah. that way
2: that is so ingrained <laughs> to me it's just sort of like if, if there's a like a movie like i was telling the boys about this all the time every time i turn on something with john senna he's fucking something and i oh, think yeah. it's a family-oriented kid flick but there's asher it's like oh my god so what does scott do he puts on the same scene by accident thinking it's okay to watch and it's always john senna <laughs> so you just never know <laughs> but i mean i just love all that stuff though i mean to this yeah. day i'm more upset about the sex being seen than i am any of the violence
3: well nowadays like Weird. sex not, sex is so toned down in movies because to the so point that botanical. it's well it's also i mean i i keep reading articles about how uh, millennials and young and zennials uh, they and gen z they they all want uh platonic friendships More in movies than less sexual relationships. They want to see less sex. Sex
4: doesn't sell anymore. It doesn't
3: sell anymore, which is completely opposite of everything I was ever brought up on.
1: So it's
2: definitely changed. It's weird.
1: Well, to be honest, I mean, sex is that you know it's at the end of our keyboards now.
3: Yeah, that's true. Hey, you can get it anytime you want. So yeah, I mean, I, I can get it
1: going through my Twitter feed.
2: <laughs> no shit. Yeah. You know what was I was thinking about? I think it was called what do you call that show? The documentary with uh something about movies that have been oh god uh, not scarred movies, something something movies where something bad happens and all of them, like polder guys, whatever. Yeah. Um oh, cursed Ross
3: films, probably like a, a cursed films.
2: Cursed films, yeah. I watched yeah, yeah. one about um a cannibal holocaust the other day ago. Oh, god. And I knew they had issues about cannibal holocaust, but I didn't know issues? Fucking <laughs> hated the director who forced all the rape scenes. Guys,
3: and, guys, guys, g- come out of hiding! I, I'm on trial for murder. You
2: know where he had to go on trial because you know they thought they did all and they that all this stuff happened. You know he had to prove that these actors were still and the actors actually killed the animals. Now see, I yeah. knew that they were actually killing the animals, but I thought it was the natives in the movie that were killing the animals, and not the white dudes killing the turtle. No, I mean yeah, that no. I, I've only watched that once. You know, I laugh about the music constantly still because the musical score is actually kind of cool, but
3: I, I own the score and I play it regularly. It's it's Do kind you? Of a... Oh my god, it's, it's, it's,
2: funny it's relaxing. a to cannibal Holocaust. It <laughs> is
3: one of the most relaxing scores it's, it's I have ever good. it's beautiful. It's
2: it's a completely great musical beautiful. score. I know it is, that yeah. irony that re- is ironic, I know.
3: I believe but it's I, Riz or Ortolani, I believe, it, it composed it, but yeah, it's And it's They fantastic. went into
2: Cannibal Ferox and just, just yeah. all that shit that went down, but I mean, that was Sex City back then. People were loving it, though.
1: I mean, I'm kind of wondering is, the reason why sex doesn't sell like it used to is because, A, porn's very easy, but I think yeah, also yeah. it's like, if you look at all our TV shows now, anyway, I mean, they're quite sexually explicit anyway. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Game of Thrones, um, you know, Breaking Game back. of
2: Thrones was all all, sex. all
1: and net, and Netflix and all that other stuff and even like even if you watch like Spanish shows like Elite, I mean those kids are having sex with everyone. You're just kind of like, what I mean,
2: What's that? Spain?
1: Elite. No, Elite, which is on Netflix, or um, see that. or Money Heist, or any show that you see on Netflix is you know has all that at your fingertips. Yeah, if you notice what you don't have at your fingertips anymore is violence. Because mm. even 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 when you look at the Bloomhouse films, I mean they're very mild.
2: Yeah. they tone them down quite a bit. I do agree. I
1: mean, with that. I mean even even the Purge is toned down. Okay, they there's a lot of suggestive violence, but there's not what we grew up with. There's yeah. no Friday the Thirteenth violence or Halloween violence or you know Evil Dead violence or you know Brain yeah. Dead or anything like that. So when you do, so maybe that's the reason why people are hungering for that more now because it's not, it's not easy accessible
2: yeah that's, and I, that is like well, gen v and the boys which i cannot wait for that next season to come out is 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 full of violence and it's just funny as fuck basically. there are a few
3: a few random ones in there the gen v uh, the gen v the boys peacemaker you do find those peacemaker's random- good yeah. I, I I love Peacemaker, but I I love everything James Gunn. Uh, so, even, but even
1: the Titans has the, some of the. I still got to
2: finish I
1: gotta start in, in the. Titans is like I mean, even you know when you see Nightwing like rubbing that guy's face um, against the brick wall as if it's sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> like in your, and the I mean, first time you see that you're like what I wasn't expecting that sort of thing. So wow. so maybe that maybe that's the reason why. I mean, even when I saw Five Nights at Freddy's. I mean that was, I mean that should have been a rated G film. I mean, so yeah, tone.
3: I I heard it was very toned
1: down. I haven't watched it. It was then. extremely I know it's really toned, toned down.
2: I watched uh, Willie's Wonderland, and and it was extremely toned down from Willie's.
1: Well, Willy, Willy Wonderland for me was a better film. So yeah, the, everything for me I've heard, it was done. a
2: better film too. But yeah, I can't let Asher watch Willie's Wonderland, so it was Five yeah. Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> um,
1: but um. So uh, maybe that's what it is. I mean, because I mean, even even when you look at the nun, or even I guess screen kind of pushes the violence a little bit. But most things, I mean, but I think a lot I was of say uh, Chucky of, has, has, has been, been uh, what
3: in terms of in terms of television, Chucky is still as brutally violent as anything I've seen. I mean, people are getting yeah. cut in half.
2: No, they know. haven't toned that down at all.
3: No, the and uh, I, there's there is. A few horror cinema. gems out there. In terms of cinema, yeah, it it is definitely... But I, I think that's also a reaction to everything that's going on in the real world with mass shootings, and I think right. it's just... Yeah, it right I think Columbine
1: had a lot to answer for when it came down because, like, oh my god, our kids are yeah. watching, our kids are turning to violence because they're seeing violence. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah.
4: yeah
2: but they've been blaming violence on video games and yeah. I, I really honestly i mean you guys play video games and you don't look like serial killers to me
4: the
3: reason i was i watched the robocop documentary to begin with is because there is a new robocop game that came out yeah. and, and they brought back peter weller for the whole thing and i've been playing that i just beat the game it's fantastic not at no point do i want to you know become a cop and start you know shooting up Drug drug dealers in old Detroit. Yeah. At, at no point do I want to do that. It it doesn't have any influence on me. It's it's a fun little escapism. Yeah,
2: uh, there's always somebody escapism. out there. And their wheels are a little twisted.
1: That's an, like, I mean that's possibly. mental illness. And, yeah. Well, I blame parents. So that too. Um,
2: I would too.
1: I blame. I blame. As soon as government took away, t- started um parenting their children, cha- parenting other people's children. That's when it kind of all started. So yeah,
2: yeah, the government likes to be our daddy, not daddy. Um,
1: but with the RoboCop one, does it also cover the remake? It
3: covers mainly everything about the first movie. When they get to the sequels, it's kind of glossed over in five minutes. It's
2: like it they goes don't... all the way back to the very first. yeah.
3: It it's only the first one mainly. That's that's the detail. It's each part. Is is about an hour, hour and a half long. Does it give, cover give take. all the movies? Mainly only the first one. They talk just the, uh, just the first one. Uh they talk about the TV show, they talk about the other movies, and they talk about how they're a little bit lesser than before. Uh they gloss over the remake. Uh it's it's one of those things where this is mainly
2: just Watch
3: it w- the first one. It's on uh it's available via Screen Box. Oh, it's
2: and on new- Screen Box, okay. I
3: it's on Screen Box, I know, I know that much. But yeah, it just came out on Blu-ray. And uh, I just finished Loki and I can't believe I'm I saying this.
2: Watching it. Which season uh, did you start?
3: So, uh, well, I finished uh, season two. Uh, okay. It just, it just ended last night. I won't spoil anything cause it's still fresh. And I have, I have at least two when it comes to spoilers. I just but... love
2: that freaking actor. There's just I don't, cannot I, do any wrong.
3: <laughs> I don't know if Tom Hagelstein is the reason that I love this show so much. I do. It, I don't
2: know why he's fun to watch.
3: But it is one of the true diamonds in this phase of Marvel. It, it, it is yeah. a fantastic show. It's well acted. I care about these characters. And uh, I don't think there's going to be a season three. It no. has a it has a, an actual ending. And the writers are saying, no, we composed this as if uh, two halves of a book. First ha- first season was ha- the first half. Now we've closed the book.
2: I haven't and seen the second season yet. Oh, that made me sick of the set. I really love it's it. It's good.
3: I highly recommend it, and it's weird because we were just talking about violence and the lack of violence, and it seems like Marvel is doubling down. Uh, They released the trailer for Echo, and it's turned everybody's heads. Everybody's losing their mind over it uh, because uh, Wilson Fisk has a bloody fist, (laughs) and it's actual blood. So everybody's losing their fucking mind because it's not blacked or blurred out blood in a trailer. It's actual blood. And somebody gets point block blank shot right in the head. And I'm like, oh, so it's it's TVMA. Okay. Right. Uh, and I think that that's what they're going to, hey, what? maybe we got R-rated now. We're going to move up. We're going to be more mature. We've only been doing this for well, Marvel's 17 been years. So
2: glutted lately. I, I sometimes yeah. like, oh, another movie. And you know, I'm I kind of a- gave up on Marvel. I hate to say that. I love all my heroes. But- I
3: kind of have to. My uh, my thing is, Loki was solid, but it but it had an actual ending. Echo, yeah. I'm going to check out for two reasons. One, my buddy he worked on it. He said and he told me we're doing some stuff here that you're that you're going to really dig if you like Daredevil season three. We got a lot of people. oh really? It's it, they're they're it's mainly about the character from Hawkeye. Uh, her name was Echo. And she's a, she was kind of a secondary character, is kind of the villain, and her interactions with the kingpin. And yeah. it's kinda of, it takes place, I think, during the blip. Uh it when is it, this when does it start? Uh January. It's gonna be all put January. up at once. Uh all oh, dropped at once. Make us wait. Yeah, it's not gonna make us wait all at once. I think like four episodes all at once on both Hulu and Disney Plus. Oh, okay. cool. uh, so it's a different they're going to call it. They've uh, redubbed it a uh, MCU spotlight or a Marvel spotlight. It's their new uh, way to get around. Hey, this is maybe not part of the overall story, but maybe we'll introduce some characters. We'll we'll do some things. We'll kind of tell our own thing with these characters and not tie it into the overall picture.
2: Not Marvel. So- but um, did you guys see that? I don't know if you guys are Witcher fans. I was a Witcher fan. But I, I guess that out. Cabell's getting... They're changing him out with... Yeah,
3: with the Hemsworth. Name. Yeah, one of the Hemsworths. Yeah. Yeah, well, William. he's not
2: too bad, not too hard on the eye either. So, I mean, we'll probably <laughs> have to give it a whirl. Let's see what... It, I really am kind of mad that they... I don't know why he left. I didn't.
3: He. Them. There were creative issues from day one. he, he wasn't a,
2: happy
3: with it? Well, he is a... He he's not just playing Gural- He is a huge fan of the right. lore. He loves The Witcher. He loves the books and everything. So there was. Const- oh, I was so from-
2: surprised he left.
3: There were constant struggles on set. If the reports are accurate, that he was no the Geralt wouldn't do this. Right. <laughs> he wouldn't do it. It's it's a fiction. He wouldn't do this, and he was constantly at odds with the writers who wanted to take it in a different direction. And he kept on trying to no. We're holding true to this character.
2: But he did and- so good at it.
3: And that's Not the even, reason why he was fantastic. He's a he's a great actor. I like him. He Cavill is a, a lot. great
2: actor. I'm totally impressed with everything he does.
3: It's just you know I think uh, it got to the point where the showrunner and the writers they
1: have their
2: How's own it?
3: vision.
1: Well, and,
2: we'll see what happens. I bet you yeah. don't make it without him.
1: It, it, it's people are well, it has, it hasn't been out. renewed for another season.
3: Yeah, they, the people are already uh, yeah. singing that they uh, ringing the death bell for it
2: yeah people are already not happy other than that what have you been up to we sidetracked you sean
3: i'm sorry uh no 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 worries aside from that just uh loki was good and and it it made me think about how the the well they also announced next year that marvel is only going to do one movie uh they are only releasing deadpool 3. Uh, really apparently it did not uh captain america which is finished. Didn't right. test well, so they're going to be reshooting it. Uh, there was a lot. I, I, well, that's you? the thing. Well, Deadpool is good. So, but the problem is they have to finish shooting it. The strike has screwed up everything. Thankfully, the strike right. is over. Oh, that's
2: I keep forgetting about that because I've that, just been I, moving right along, watching old shit for the last five months.
3: They've Why gotten to the point. They're kinda of going over all the movies right now and they're realizing, okay, what can we release, what can we put out now that everything's done. Uh Warner Brothers just announced that they're uh canceling their completed uh Coyote versus Acme movie, which I've Really won- I've wanted to see this movie since it was announced, and I'm so pissed at them for shoving it in the vault with Batgirl. It was basically Wiley e. Coyote sues the Acme company for all their defective products. That's a-
4: great. That that's great
3: as alluded to Brilliant idea, and uh like John Cena was going to play the head of uh acne or something like that.
2: Oh my god, the, that would be so fucking great! Seriously,
3: they, it's completely filmed. All the live action stuff is done. uh Zazlav said, "No, we're not going to release it. It's going to be they're yeah, it's, They're they're doing a Batgirl. They're shoving it in the What vault. a
2: waste! I mean, I want to see Batgirl too, but I mean, that would be really. I would. This is. That.
3: I mean, this one speaks to my childhood kid. The kid who grew up watching Road cartoons. I'm like, yes, I know it. I mean, I want Coyote to have his day. Come on. Dude. I mean, if well
2: look at Roger get... Rabbit. Everybody loved who brave Roger Rabbit.
3: Yeah. I mean,
2: the give problem us is the that... older people some fun.
3: The problem Damn is it. they look they only want to focus on theatrical. This seems to be the new mantra in Hollywood. We only want to focus on theatrical releases that are guaranteed mon- that is guaranteed money. Disney looks at it as the most important movie that they have for probably the next five years. What Deadpool? Point. Deadpool. Because they're not releasing any Marvel movies next year. It's their first R-rated release. It's bringing back Hugh Jackman. And it's they're taking over this franchise from Fox where they're going to be pretty much incorporating all the Fox stuff and bringing it into the market. Oh,
4: and
3: it's, it's everything that's come out from this movie that is leaked either intentionally for press or, or, or otherwise, it makes it seem like, okay, this is the big deal that will kind of merge everything together. Until we get to the Avengers movies. But the problem is with everything going on with Jonathan Majors, with the strike right. and all that, everybody's focus on is on everything else. What are you gonna do with this? What are you gonna do with this? And then this past year, with the exception of Guardians, all the movies right. have sucked. All yeah. of the movies have been bad. And I all well, the
2: Eternals haven't... and stuff like that. The
3: Eternals is it's not bad, it's just boring. It's, yeah. it's, one of the, it's, it's, it's it's
2: breathtaking. It's well filmed. It's beautiful. Yeah, you, the actors look great, but goddamn it, it
3: I like. It. I mean, I like it, but I I can acknowledge if you're going in to watch a comic book movie with your
1: kids, the kids are going to be bored out of their minds.
2: Yeah, I agree. And,
1: yeah, but don't you think that comic strip movies have been a big thing for the last ten years? Yeah, longer. Yes, but absolutely. And don't you 10. think that the and normally what sets the trends of what is big. Is the younger. Yeah. Younger right. Leadership. And the thing is, the younger generation are going to look for their own thing. So yeah, right. it might be the death of comic book movies. Not that, you know, I mean, I know that they're not performing like they sh- could.
2: Believe well, in the that, Walking that, Dead. But that, not that
1: was, but that was, that was 20, that was 2010 to 2020. We're yeah. in 2020. And if you, if you look at trends, you know, like, you know, let's take the horror trend of the 80s you know that started bubbling up underneath everything and then by 20 by 1983 that's when it started taking off whatever that trend's going to be same thing with the 99 by 93 the tr- the next trend takes off by t- you know 2003 somebody brought it's
4: up terrible.
3: i forget where i read it but somebody brought up star wars and it was only a 6 year thing if you think about it from 77 right. to 83 and then it, you mm-hmm. had residual years of everybody loving it and talking about it specials watching the movies get the, the rise of vhs and the accessibility of it. I mean, it was sold at, uh, I believe, Lucasfilm were selling it at McDonald's at one point. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and everybody got a chance to watch him. Then in the nineties, when the, it faded, they transitioned to the books and the audio tapes and the games. And it wasn't until they released the special edition that everyone said, Hey, maybe we can maybe we can get more out of this. Yeah. But it, it was really only six years, six maybe eight years that Star Wars mm-hmm. was at its peak. Marvel is running on 15. It's yeah, it's, it's running on
1: empty. I mean, at this point. But I mean, yeah, like um, but during Star Wars, not just Star Wars, you had a lot of Space operas going on at that yes. time well. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we can't do space operas. Well, I mean, and the thing that kind of brought, kept the st- space opera there kind of really was Alien, the Alien franchise it's kind of kept right. it. We're still Star Trek too. The Star space, Trek, but, but, the Star Trek doing... films
3: as
4: well, but to some yeah. extent. But yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, Alien But
1: I mean, but Star Alien. Trek doubts, that with nostalgia. The Star Wars, oh, yeah. when, that, when that started making its rerun again, you know, then again, that was nostalgia. That was oh, nostalgia of all these nerdy kids from the '70s now taking their kids to the movies in the '90s, going to see the Star and Wars, and their nerdy grandmothers too. Don't forget so, the nerdy grandparents.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: but you know, and so that's what kind of started that thing. But the problem basically is that now with mass production situations, and then you know these kids are now teenagers that their parents were taking them to the the you know the new Star Wars stuff. Yeah, you know the the kids don't want to go with their parents anymore.
4: That's, yeah, that's, probably the
1: why, that's probably the reason why they're not doing as well as they did. And that's probably the reason why some of the Star Wars stuff on telly is probably doing a bit better because the people who are big Star Wars fans don't have to get leave their armchair and they, they don't have to worry about taking their kids to them because their kids are watching something else in another room.
2: Yeah. Well, everything streams immediately, it seems, these days. You know, when I'm done,
3: Except... When I'm done with the podcast, I'm going to be watching that new uh, David Fincher movie on Netflix. Which uh, one? Uh, uh, the Killer.
2: Oh, it's basically it's
3: that. I've been joking. It's 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 David Fincher's uh version of Hitman, the video game. didn't basically see that
2: yeah. when I was cruising through Netflix. I didn't even it's,
3: see that one. Fastbender plays a contract killer, from what I understand. It's just it's very clinical. It's just him going up, showing up, doing his job, moving on to the next one. And no, he lives by a code. It's that It's that same old song and dance that, that has been done with every single Hitman movie, but it's with a David Fincher touch. So,
2: What's that? I I'm fascinated. That. I, I didn't even see that. Was it just released or something? It Netflix? was
3: in theaters briefly, and it comes out today on Netflix. It, it's one of those movies that limited theatrical release for uh, award season. I was uh, really
2: surprised to see Five Nights at Freddy's just go right to Peacock.
3: That one blew my mind, too. I figured that was going to be in theaters, but I guess maybe they. I mean, everyone says it's not that great a movie, so it's maybe they realized eh, maybe we can milk another fifty thousand people. The Last Voyage of
2: the Demeter still twenty dollars five months later. I, I wanna want watch to watch check it, but I am not paying
1: yeah. bucks for it. I, I want to check it out. I think that they were they weren't expecting it to do as well. That's a, I think that as well. I mean, they're like going to bring something to streaming. And it goes that quickly is because they don't think it's going to do that. Yeah, well. but they
2: have a bunch of eleven and twelve year olds that would have gone gladly dragging their parents through the movies to see that because that's all my grandson's class was talking about was five. That's their thing, Five Nights at Freddy's. They love it. They all loved yeah. it. You know, I mean, you just got to depend on how old you are. I mean, I yeah, mean, I, I,
1: I didn't I like the film it. at all. I thought the film was stupid. I thought it was one of the stupidest.
2: I actually liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Creepy, fucking, large. Up at Dolls like Chuck E. Cheese's. I might never go in Chuck E. Fucking Cheese anymore after watching Willie's Wonderland and that one. <laughs> that's Charles.
3: Out. I got an email the other day, a junk email in my spam from uh, Charles E. Fromage. Uh,
2: really? So I think that,
3: yes, exactly. <laughs> that's how that's how uh, Chuck E. Cheese is presenting their uh, their their ads.
2: At, oh at my their- god! Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Cleaning out my spam,
1: I'm just like, what is it? Charles E. Fromage. I'm like, what the hell?
2: I didn't know they were doing that. How funny. Uh,
1: well, I mean, the thing is when I went to go see it, I took... There's, a, it's, there's so much in it that when you look at it and there's n- none of it makes sense. There's no... no I mean, well, like, Willy's Wonderland makes sense. Yeah. This,
2: Even though he doesn't speak, there's no. It's thin, but it makes sense. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it makes sense. And this, I mean, this one is like, I mean, there's no reason why this is going on. And when you find out the reason, um, and I I won't give any spoiler alerts, but when you when you find out the reason and the female cops roll and stuff like this, you're just like, this is fucking stupid.
2: Well, yeah, it did get
1: yeah. kind of dumb. I well, well, I did, but we got to see Mary Stuart Masterson again, which I was excited about. I
2: know. And she was so good at her part, though. I mean, she was, she was such good. a nasty.
3: Mary Stuart master. Masterson, that's a name that I haven't heard in God. Well, I had to keep looking
2: because like. I, I, I know her. I know her. And
1: then, oh, <laughs> I, I know what this yeah, is. Yeah. You know, Not, I
2: haven't uh, seen that, her in anything in eons.
1: And I, oh. I love, her. I love everything she's done. You know, whether it's and oh, Tomatoes or some kind of wonderful, or Benny and June, and so. Oh, here? I
2: love Benny and June. That was such a good movie. Shepherd <laughs>
1: Wives. She's in that because her father directed it, so she's a little girl in it.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And the <laughs> separate Wives. So.
2: God, how old is she now? She's got to be our age, easy. One
1: hundred and six. I don't know.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> she's definitely your age.
1: Yeah, she's got to be about late fifties, early sixties, coming up. Gotta course. be
2: wasn't she in that movie with Sean Penn and um?
1: yeah that close range
2: That I don't know why I love that movie I just do and I don't really like Sean Penn much because every time he's on an interview it's just like god thank god he's a good actor because <laughs> every time he opens his mouth I don't get it but I actually like that movie I do I like a lot of his movies actually
1: Sean Penn
2: yeah yeah
1: God, what was the last movie I saw with him? He was okay
2: till he married Madonna and he hasn't been normal ever since. <laughs> Blame on her.
3: <laughs> you, I uh, think that I watched The Game. That was actually the last movie I saw with him I mean, uh, no. recently. The Game with uh, him and Michael Douglas. He was that, in another
2: movie. Um, they were in Vietnam. He was horrible in it. And I think, um, oh God, why can't I uh, play it in Back to the Future?
3: Oh, uh, hey. Leah Thompson?
2: No, main character. Uh, <laughs> man, oh, Michael J. Fox?
3: <laughs> Michael well, J. Fox was, that was a... Casualties of War are you talking about? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: What was it? Casualties of War? Is that what it was? That Casual, was pretty yeah. intense flick, too. Mm. But, I definitely need more coffee today. It's 7 yeah. o'clock. I need more coffee. <laughs> I'm just on the top of my game today.
3: But other than that,
1: I would say, play the RoboCop video game. It's awesome.
2: It's, it's a lot I have of fun to make sure oh mm-hmm. I well, that's on my grandson
1: that's on my list at the moment I'm replaying um Kingdom Hearts at the moment so I've just done all of them ah. I'm getting the last game now I've just done even the side all oh, even the side games so I've kind of gotten into that I didn't realize that um what's his name from Lord of the Rings and Dracula Christopher Lee is the voice does the voices in Kingdom Hearts on the video game oh wow that is great that it- <laughs> Yeah, I mean they had all the original Disney voice actors anyway. Doing you know okay. like, you got Robin Williams doing the genie at that time. I mean I guess I so. Guess are they that. are they incorporating audio clips from
3: the
4: films? No, no, no they all
1: of uh, them separate. And then they had like Billy in the first one. Billy Zane plays the main bad character, <laughs> but you got like Haley Joel Osment doing Sora all the way through. So oh, you know, wow. And then um and then you have um Hayden Hayden you know save the cheerleader from heroes i can't never
3: pronounce it <laughs> hidden, hidden penitentiary i think uh, i always say it with the thickest <laughs> chicago
2: accent i
1: can't and ca- all this there and, she, okay. and so now they're getting ready to do four and four is being recorded and put together now which should be out in 2025 okay so they're putting that together now so i thought okay yeah so i'm gonna all set it. So i've been playing those non-stop and then um yeah I've been watching you know just bits and Bobs really nothing nothing too extraordinary. went
4: to the <laughs> bit cinema out. the
1: first time in three years to go see something, and I, I wasn't very happy about it. What? but I get like two free cinema tickets now a month through my television package, so they give us two oh. free. So I guess the next one I'll probably go see is probably Eli Ross Thanksgiving
3: i uh, that is next on my list Thanksgiving.
2: Um, I didn't even hear that. He made a movie new movie called so.
3: So he uh, he was working on Borderlands, the movie,
2: and right. apparently
3: when they were wrapping it up, he left the production. They brought in the guy from John Wick. He's going to finish it so right. that he could do this movie Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. goes back to the movie Grindhouse. There was a fake trailer for a movie called Thanksgiving about a killer. It was a slasher movie about a killer who killed people on Thanksgiving.
1: Right. Dressed
3: like the pilgrim this is the movie dressed as a pilgrim dressed as a pilgrim go see if you could find if, if you if you don't have a grindhouse a copy of grindhouse see if you can find the fake trailer for thanksgiving and <laughs> you might <laughs> right, it then. might be it might be low quality but if you get a chance check out that trailer this is like that movie come true this is this is the. So other,
2: why did like, they do a fake trailer i mean just, little to, just part, of,
1: part of the grindhouse i mean yeah. um they did right a fake for uh, I Machete. Don't Machete, Machete. Machete started as a
0: fake
3: right. trailer that aired before uh, Death Proof, or, or right. not Death Proof, uh, Planet Terror, oh. and that was a fake trailer that aired before the first half. Of I Brand. didn't
2: know that. Oh, and, okay. And then,
3: then they aired uh, an intermission. And then they aired Werewolf Women of the SS by that trailer was done by, by Rob Zombie. It <laughs>
2: sounds like a winner for sure. Uh, it
3: it has it, it has all the charm and effectiveness of the monsters uh, teaser. So I, I warn you of that. It's very, very cheesy. Uh you have Don't, which is a brilliant, brilliant trailer cut cut by Edgar Wright. Uh it is a uh, wonderful, wonderful tribute to uh classic British horror movies.
2: Oh no uh, shit! In the, in okay, i got. I'll do some. I got. Everybody's left me this weekend, so I got. And and to then the last it. one,
3: the last one, which which was the biggest crowd pleaser, uh, was Thanksgiving, uh, where yeah, it's just <laughs> a person going nuts and killing people on Thanksgiving.
4: The uh, yeah. And
3: the joke is everything that he did in those fake trailers ended up in those movies. So I'm I'm still wondering if maybe they'll get back Michael Bean to stick his finger <laughs> in the blood. Taste, taste the blood. It's blood. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. I just want that.
2: <laughs> so check t- it out.
3: Oh, it's great. But yeah, Thanksgiving. I, I, am with you on that, Keith. I want to see. Thought, that I movie.
2: thought I saw this ridiculous movie called Thanks Killing. It was somebody probably uh, had their iPhone and made a movie with it. Uh, <clears throat> first thing, all <throat> you see is boobs. Huge boobs. First thing, straight off the bat, it's like okay, <laughs> it's going to be one of these. <laughs>
1: No downside for the guys. <laughs> I kind of wish they'd make a movie of don't.
3: I, like, yeah. Don't. Don't, <laughs> of all of the trailers, that was the one I wanted the most at Thanksgiving. Yeah. I, thought, I knew that would get made eventually, but don't that had, so, that had a lot of charm.
1: Well, Thanksgiving, right. the, only, the thing I remember the most is the guy who gets cooked as a turkey and he's dressed as a turkey and he's naked. And he looked like, <laughs> he looked like a turkey until he looked really close and you realize a dead guy make <laughs> dead god. Uh, the,
3: find like, this. Oh, there was a tr- I think uh once somebody was giving her boyfriend, yeah, a woman was giving her boyfriend a blowjob and then she looks up and realizes his head's been cut off. Yeah, there's there's a lot of crazy oh, stuff. Damn, that's
2: it's,
1: it's it's crazy. <laughs> or the girl jumping on the trampoline with a knife underneath and she
2: oh, the
4: knife it pops it up through, through the, the tra- tr- <laughs> she's doing the splits.
1: Yeah. This is all. Th- this is all the Thanksgiving
3: trailer. Oh my god! Word. And they made
2: the movie out of this. Finally,
3: yeah. I hope. Oh my god. The last. Sh- I just remember the last shot of that trailer. God. I hope that's not in the movie. Uh. <laughs> yeah. If you know that what I'm talking about, see it, Vicky. Please watch.
4: I'll this find it. This. I'll find oh, it.
0: You'll, you'll love it.
4: <laughs> so, what I mean, else is I- going
1: on with you, Keith? And um, not a lot really. Outside of that, um, I've been watching. I'm rewatching Mr. Mercedes because I. I stopped I forgot to watch season two and I know that they made the last one now. So I've gone back and rewatched season one, so now I'm in the middle of season two. So I'm gonna finish that off. And that's not I don't have a lot I have the work the week off and I want to see the Disney's one hundred plus exhibition.
2: Oh, you were uh, telling me about that before. Which
1: is excellent actually. I you know. I give it a lot of kudos. I mean they had, you know, some of the animatronics from Disney Parks. They had the animatronics for um Pete's Dragon that were covering as well. They had uh, so
4: cool.
1: Silly Symphonies, they had some of the original artwork about, like you know, the pencil drawings and the concepts and um but they also has a lot of really interesting interactive stuff. Like they had this the this Snow the Sleeping Beauty um storybook that they used in the filming of the beginning. And then next to it they had the one that you could open up and as you opened it up it opened up the thingies and when you look on the screen it'll all become animated every time you turn a page it'll become oh, animated. Shit,
2: that's so yeah, cool. it, and you could
1: and you could skip like five pages ahead of time because i was like just testing it. it's like how does this work <laughs> does it? and you could like every as soon as you turn to the page the sound and the birds or, or whatever so that was very clever and of course you know you have a lot of mickey mouse stuff and and you know how you know disney developed technicolor how disney developed stereophonic sound how disney developed surround sound before anyone did so you know it's quite interesting from that point of view and the like rotoscoping and so yeah that was that's quite fun and we went there for about 10 o'clock and i think we finished there took about three hours walking around walking around through it
2: sounds like a good time
1: so that, was, yeah. so that was well worth it. apparently that's it's going to be in dallas in april same thing oh so
2: okay cool i'll go check it I out
1: it again so um but yeah it was well worth it and they had some stuff in there for children to do with stuff like that so as a family luckily we went during the week I'm to take
2: of- asher to that that sounds
1: like a good time yeah and he, you know you had some the pixar stuff well represented star wars all the star wars costumes are all there all the marvel costumes are there as well so i mean that's one good thing about Disney finally sings and the Muppets are all there, so you see like everything oh. nowadays. So, oh, yeah, so they that, own the world at this point. And
2: yeah. They didn't they used to own the Muppets, did they? Yeah, they own the Muppets. Now. They,
3: they didn't. They, they never so.
2: used to own the Muppets, though. That was an acquired thing. I want to say it was that? like
3: two thousand seven, two thousand five, something like that. It was the mid two thousands that they acquired the Muppets. Yeah. I want to say, but yeah, they they don't own the Jim henson's studio or the muppet right. workshop the, the uh, sesame street is completely separate I, I know that
2: somebody needs to make a horror movie out of fraggle rock i don't care
1: <laughs> it would be so good
2: i mean to be honest um
1: i mean they did bring the muppets back from the dead so i will give them yeah. back. yes they did that jason siegel movie is fantastic I, I I
3: love it. It's, it's to this day. It, it, if you need a comfort film, that is a, a great modern comfort film. Is that is that mu- Muppet movie?
1: And I didn't realize who wrote the music for it. Oh yeah, the guys who did Flight <laughs> of the <Concords. laughs> I Love Flight of the Concords. Oh, we're watching great. Actually, we're watching that, and I'm watching um. Well, the TV series, What We Did in the Shadows, because the new one's coming out. So I'm catching up on that as well.
2: Oh, that didn't come out yet, right? The, the fourth one's coming out though so soon, isn't
1: it? The fifth, fifth one, I think, is coming is out. Fifth I, think, I, I think it's the fifth one, yeah. Yeah. But it's coming out soon. And ah, it's those now been we, so signed for a sixth one now as well. The sixth I just,
2: literally, on. I won't even get that's up and take a pee for that. Those are so good. Those, I mean, that's some of the best documentaries stuff I've seen on film ever
1: the female the female vampire she lives I didn't realize that she lives a couple um blocks up the street from me oh <laughs> <No> kidding <laughs> who the female um vampire in um what we do in the shadows really yeah she's English I mean they're all English but well one of them was New Zealander but they're all English I was like oh my God she loves the street. oh okay stuff. well
2: I thought you were talking about in the Shadows, the documentary about
1: the uh, no, no, this is what we do in the shadows about the vampires, the who live in a house chair.
2: I don't think I've started, see, I don't, I don't even think, we've got oh, you that. We gotta a watch
1: year? it. It's one really? of the best, best shows years. ever.
2: What's it called again? I'm always looking for something. What we do in the shadows, we
1: do not. Netflix. It, um, no, it's on, Disney I think it's on, Who? it's on, Fox. yeah, uh, yeah,
2: uh, Hulu. Hulu or Disney, I, Hulu.
1: yeah, yeah, Hulu for us, yeah, yeah, because it's Fox, isn't it? yeah it's an fx it's on fx in the states yeah yeah oh
2: i'll check it out that looks good so um
1: but you probably want to see first is probably the movie first we did in the shadows which is a documentary Mm -hmm. about these vampires who live in new zealand in a house share oh shit
2: okay i love vampire stuff yeah but but
1: it's a total piss take but it's really funny it's hilarious it's absolutely hysterical and um you know like even like um you know, without giving too much away, once you in the first season, they have to go to this tribunal of um the tri- the council of vampires.
3: Council of vampires, uh, yes.
1: All the famous vampires there's got Tilda Swindon and Paul Rubens from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and <laughs> all dressed in their vampire gear. Blade, Wesley Snipes is there, but he couldn't make. Oh, <laughs> really?
4: Like, no
2: shit.
1: <laughs> then they start,
3: they uh, start arguing. Wait, he he kills us.
2: Why is he here? Uh, oh my god, I saw will watch that. Tom and
1: Tom and Brad can make it because it's too big for us now.
2: <laughs> to be with a
1: vampire. What well, is
3: Rob coming? Rob's trying to move on from this sort of thing. Oh, okay. Rob's not we understand. Rob's not gonna make
4: it. <laughs> Rob's not coming.
3: Yeah, they're all playing their character the frame is as it. they're all playing their vampires, but they're all going by their real names. So that,
2: Oh so man. <laughs> that sounds riot.
1: But That's yeah, good. it's it's really where I mean it's one of the best shows ever. That and I, I mean because what we what i been doing now is watching Fly the Concords, watching two episodes of that, then watching two episodes of what we did because they can actually complement each other really well. Because I love Fly the Concords as well. That's so funny. So but, um, check it out. But other than that, not a lot going on on my side of the world. And- and unfortunately, that brings us to Batman the animated series <laughs>
2: finally <laughs> <laughs> um, long winded <our>, we are
1: <laughs> our first uh, first episode we're going to cover is um, is going to be a two part we're going to cover the, both episodes together which is Shadow of the Bat part 1 and part 2 When I mean, Christopher Gordon is framed for taking Bryce and Rupert Thorne his daughter Barbara pleads with Batman to show up at a rally being put in on, put in, blah, put on by the commissioner's behalf But when Batman disappears after finding the person behind the frame-up, Barbara takes matters into her own hand as Batgirl. Batman has been captured by Two-Face and his gang, leaving Robin to do the investigating behind Christopher Gordon's framing. However, Robin will find an unusual partner in Batgirl, who is also on the path to clear her father's name, and the information she has uncovered about acting commissioners Gil Mason will help them on their quest. So, Sean, what are your thoughts on Shadow of the Bat, Part 1 and Part 2? That was the bat where was a very interesting introduction to the Batgirl character. Uh
3: I don't remember Barbara Gordon being as athletic and acrobatic in previous I thought approaches. that was kinda
2: cool. That really sets up stuff. Yeah, like, it's it showed how athletic she was.
3: They te- they they've been having this slight tease underneath that she wants to do more. She sees what's happening with her father, she sees what's going on in her city, and they've been teasing it under the surface in the past few seasons in the past couple seasons. Yeah. Um, so when it finally did happen, I wasn't shocked. I was I completely forgot that it started as a Batman cosplay to add a fundraiser for her dad.
2: Oh, yeah, that's that
3: that threw me off uh, a little bit. But when uh, when trouble struck, she was able to jump into action the best she could. She didn't uh, succeed. That, that was, oh, she didn't succeed. She isn't that very much.
2: seasoned yet, is she? No, but she was minor. able
3: to, she was able to be at least a- acrobatic and athletic enough that she did help.
2: Hold her uh, own.
3: And b- bumbled into a victory, so to speak. But yeah. uh, she was, uh, I-, I thought it worked out well. And by the end of the two-parter, she kind of held her own as, uh, as Batgirl and kind of. I guess it became part of the squad. Everyone kind of knows who everybody is at this point, which was a little odd.
2: Did you she, think that they know who she was?
3: Well, I think they. I don't think they know who she is, but when you see Matches Malone, uh, yeah, putting on the cape, getting the costume, right? I, clearly, she must. Uh, I mean. I don't know. It, maybe it's just because if we're supposed to assume that pencil thin mustache and him chomping on a matchstick, he looks completely different to the it's like Clark Kent with glasses off right. or something. But you know, it's I, I don't understand how she doesn't know that Bruce Wayne is back. I I, I, I just for the life of me, I I don't understand.
2: Well is this this was the episode where me, who had, who asked her to turn around so they could put their uh, was it batman was changing Well yes
3: he, he just said hey would you a little privacy yeah. Yeah. But I mean Please. how do
2: you not know it's him I mean it's, I don't know Well I mean I think I look think look at that jaw how many people have that square lantern jawline in that city for crying I think, out. I think <laughs> I think she I
1: think they know that she knows because he, at the end of it when he when commissioner Gordon becomes Cleared, and the yeah. Bat Family, whatever, and she's hugged. You know, before he, she goes and gets hugged by her dad. Batman sits there and says, "Is like, welcome to the family," yeah, or something along those lines. There's, goes,
2: there's more room for for somebody, but I thought I, I really yeah, and, I like and and, and, and then she honest.
1: comments and she comments on it. So I'm thinking to myself I'm like they must know each other then. I,
2: maybe I, I, or they're it hinting really, that they know.
1: they're hinting that they
3: know. It felt like it was ambiguous enough that I didn't know if they maybe they were just musing out loud and they're talking to themselves. I, I don't know if they were talking to each other. Man, it can tell
2: us a little side soliloquy going yeah. on action, yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, it, it's yeah. only
1: because um, when he says that she she comments. Yeah. So and that's what it kinda like that kind of threw me there because it's like, you know, normally it's like Dick and Bruce are having their conversations and it doesn't seem like anyone else they can say whatever they want, and no one comments on what they're saying. It's yeah, like the, that's true. Where she does comment. It.
2: It. So, so that's why I, I kind, was kind was of going, like the oh, part yeah. where Robin was Robin gets upset because he doesn't want her there, kind of like she's in his way. And he's getting all misogynistic on her. <laughs> like, you know, just like, let men, men do the job. Jeal- you know, just
3: kind of a of jealous it. lover, of that Robin. Jeez. Yeah.
2: I, do you think they kind of... I almost got kind of like a tension between them. Like, they kind of like each other kind of it's,
3: sort of... Honestly, he... I I think that he has replacement issues. Uh, he, he constantly... And it plays throughout the series eventually. I mean, he's going to become Nightwing. Right. Batman, Batman gets a new Robin. Right. He, moves on, he moves on, you know, it's, he definitely is getting to the point where, you know, he, maybe he wants more. I mean, this is yeah. the original, be- this is the original Robin, stick racing. He's, he's right. gonna, he's gonna need more.
2: Yeah, he's getting older. Yeah, old. I, I can't he's imagine him rings. sitting on the sidelines for long, just being the sidekick. Because yeah. he's really ambitious, you could tell. <laughs> he's just a young man wanting to make, you know, his way in the world.
3: But I did like I did like Matches Malone. I thought that was a yeah. nice uh, the, the uh, pseudonym of Bruce Wayne when he's going into the criminal underworld, chomping on a match, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with a pencil thin mustache. Uh, but I did find it weird though. He survived a uh, Harvey Dent coin toss. Uh, Harvey, oh yeah, that's right. It came up uh, not in his favor, but rather than getting executed, he got bashed with the butt of a gun and then taken to the exact person that you probably don't want someone that you suspect of being (laughs) a cop or anyone that could help you. you probably don't want to take him to your secret commissioner that you have on the mob payroll but that's what they did they took him immediately to the guy that the uh the mob boss and uh eventually robin and batgirl saved the day but it, well, it's
2: really about well, who would think that Gordon is on the take though? That guy is just like such a it was pencil thin. It was pencil
3: thin, and as soon as they the uh they arrested him, I believe it was for bribery. I immediately knew that this new upstart commissioner, before he ducked before the podium, like, oh, it's this guy, clearly because <laughs> he wants his job. There's no other reason why it has to be this guy. It's Scooby Doo logic, but at the same time, it's it's. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought that this was a solid two-parter. It definitely, when it ended, uh, at the first part, it definitely, um, it was a decent cliffhanger on a couple of fronts because you had the coin toss as well as whether or not, uh, uh, I think Gordon was going to get killed or something. It, it was, it was a solid, solid two-parter.
2: I enjoyed it a lot, though, because I really thought they needed a woman's touch eventually. You got all this massive testosterone and crime fighting, and finally you got this little athletic red-haired girl, you know, that comes in there and starts kicking ass. I really enjoy her, and I didn't know it was Melissa uh, Gilbert until I yeah. started saw the credits. And I go, oh, my God, I knew that voice. You know, I, sometimes I don't look to see who the voice is because I try to figure out who it is because we all always know the main characters. You know, when, yeah. but when you get the female voices in there, she's really quite good, you know, as, as a voice makeover person. So I thought that was pretty cool that she was involved in it. I just thought she was a refreshing character that they finally add. because any of us that are old enough to remember the Batman's, you know, with Adam West and stuff. Like Batgirls, like, well, most people that had brothers, they used to watch it because of Batgirl. Because look at the outfit she had on back then, right down to the bullet bra. So everybody liked that stuff. (laughs) The boys were happy. (laughs) I just like watching the Batgirl fighter. I just like seeing her hold her own. All this person's (laughs) girlfriends. Oh, yeah. The the purple outfit with the, you know, the cone thing.
1: Yeah, because Yvonne so Craig was dating I Elvis Presley. Craig. The Craig, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> dating Elvis. Everybody needs a bullet. Was married to Priscilla, which is kind of weird. Yeah.
2: Was he but. dating her?
1: Yeah, yeah, you dated, yeah.
2: No shit, I didn't know that.
1: And she, they, they got she got cast right out of um Kissing Cousins."
2: No kidding. <laughs> I did not know they were dating at all. I never heard that.
1: Yeah. They were they dated so and then um no kidding they did kissing cousins and that came out and they liked they said that she filmed well so they cast her as Batgirl to help bring failing you know failing viewership to Batman. So let's yeah, Bat- she, was, she
2: was a beginning of season thing. three. Yeah, she was packaged quite well. I
1: mean, I think things. I think they did Batgirl quite well here because they made her first of all. I mean, I love Yvonne Craig as Batgirl. And I have that memory. Right watching the old batman series but i mean it was campus christmas there was no meat on her bones and basically yeah. you know you know she basically pulled you know i think she pulled the lampslade and the brick wall would turn around yeah. and be a little little bat little bat makeup counter so um,
4: yeah
1: so, you know and for, and for her to get this I think this series actually, with this introduction to her, gives her a bit of gravas as well because it's, she's not whiny, but she's not yeah. annoying. So she's t- she's typing that really fine line that, but they have difficulty when they do introduce a new superhero or anything like that can fall. You know, t- I uh, TV series of Batwoman, she's fucking annoying. That's the reason why no one watched it. You know, situation where they kind of introduced her, and I think they did really clever because they they kind of like brought her in. See the scene. Her has the scene here, scene there as the episodes come through. So when she does come in, it's like, and you can understand the situation, and you know, and and then it's, it's it's not led because she wants to be a superhero. It's led just through frustration of trying to help her father and no one's listening to her and, and there's no help there. Um, and that's you know that's where that's how it becomes born, and I quite like that. But she's also brains as well. She's not a. And even when they're she has some quick um some quick quips, you know, to add Robin and stuff like this, but they're not done in a malicious horrible way. They're like kind of done in a playful way. So they've really done a very good well of introducing this character into this universe. Because I think in unlikely hands it could have failed miserably.
2: Well, it she's could've. not unbelievable at all though. And she does hold her own. And I, I I thought they, they handled it quite well and I liked the interaction between her and, and, and Robin, Dick Grayson, whatever, because he was kind of offended <laughs> that she was there a little bit, but he kind of needed the help. So at least when he realized, you know, hey, she hit so bad you know all well that ends well but i i thought it was kind of funny how they had that tension going on
4: between them they had a little
3: they had a little flirtatious thing going on i think by the end of the episode and he did land on top of her and was straddling yeah. her at one point which was it's it's weird now and, and uh after uh, everything retrospect that, well everything was made out of Joss Whedon directing uh, on the Justice League with that whole scene with Gal Gadot and the, and Ezra Miller so i'm like it's oh the, yeah. In hindsight, I'm just like, ah, it's just, it's just a thing. They probably it's just a thing that happens. You shouldn't, they. And I'm, but now with that, I'm in the hindsight. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it's been going on for thirty years. Nothing new.
4: Yeah. It was a lot of
2: fun to watch, though. Yeah, I mean, you definitely. I got vested in all the characters in this one. I really had a lot of fun watching it. I mean, I didn't even get up at all. I just watched them back to back because I. Really was so happy to finally see Batgirl after all. So I was like, "Yeah, it's uh, good to
3: have her as part of the fa- the Bat family, and and starting to see it expand and grow beyond just uh, Batman and Robin. And hopefully, this means that Robin will be making more appearances. Uh, yeah. I know, I, I know, he's coming up in the in our next episode, or not uh, not today, but in uh, next month's episode, yeah. we'll be talking more about
1: him." Mm-hmm. Well, wasn't he tied up in college? That means, I mean, I mean, he spent a lot of time at college.
3: That's the thing. And when he's always at college, and it feels, in summer break is when he decides he's going to be a crime fighter. So it's just a matter of when is he going to be? Yeah, I wish I could have
2: been a crime fighter, and I was in college, living as a ward in some billionaire's house. <laughs> I mean, where's the downside?
3: <laughs> well, definitely a nice life. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: Motorcycles, cars. Considering how
3: we got there, though, maybe not so much. It's a nice lot Well,
2: that sucks, um, you know, that this family... Hindsight, yeah. <laughs> but it does explain why him and Batman are, you know, so good together. Because they understand the
1: same, Yeah, they're from the same pod. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's Batman's way or the highway as well. So you have to well, remember. he is
2: the boss. He signs the checks. So... Yeah.
1: Well, this brings us to Blind as a Bat. In the course of stealing a high-tech, motilitary aircraft called the Raven, the Penguin injures Bruce Wayne, causing temporary blindness. But Batman refuses to sit back while Penguin holds the city hostage and dons an experimental headset that will allow him to see while the battery holds out. In an intense sky battle that ends with a crash landing, Batman manages to foil the Penguin's scheme, but his faltering gear leaves him blind once more, attempting to hear his way through a violent confrontation with a muscle-bound good, and ultimately the foul fiend himself. So, Vicky, what are your thoughts of Blind as a Bat?
2: Blind as a Bat. Well, of course, you know he gets himself in trouble. You know where he gets blasted in the face and it messes up his retinas. He's supposed to be a good boy and stay home, but of course, no, he's not staying home for 36 hours and doing what the you know the doctor who knows he's Batman is telling him he needs to stay home, especially because he's Batman. What does he come up with some kind of infrared kind of implant thing around his mask he uses? Where's a
3: virtual boy? It's a, a virtual boy. Okay. It's, a boy. So I mean, it's not, no it's no not a literal, it's not a literal virtual boy, but the vision, it's like the old Nintendo virtual boy. It's like, yeah, that but he must have red... it hooked
2: up somehow yeah. to his brain pan. Yeah. To, to, you know, be able to see the way he does. And I, I thought it was kind of funny. He was easy to recharge. And then he's, lo- you know, is losing power. And I think that the penguin, you know, is being vintage penguin. He sees, you know, his end where he can start fucking with Batman just a little bit because he sees a weakness because clearly there's something wrong. He's going all over the place, reaching his hands out. You know, I I really enjoyed this one because it shows, well, Batman always has an alternative. You can't keep a good bat down, I guess. Right. And he's always going to come back up fighting. And then towards the end, he still thinks there's something wrong with him, but he can see just fine because he grabs him in the hole when he's, you know, looking over the balcony. But I mean, it was all about what is it? A helicopter? It's like an it's sort of like an Apache helicopter, like a stealth helicopter. It's a stealth
3: helicopter with uh, the same bat vision capabilities that he has, as well as uh, the ability to be um, uh, to be whisper quiet. Or, yeah. Or, so it, it's a perfect et- Apache helicopter, essentially.
2: It's basically what it is, yeah. yeah. And so, of course, everybody wants to get their hands on it. I, I thought this was. I thought this one showed. Um, his vulnerability, but it didn't really last long. But it he just, he just is like, he's the true hero. He's always going to bounce back no matter what. He's not going to let anybody get one up on him. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this whole block action.
1: I found it a bit weird for the simple fact that, where's Robin?
2: Yeah, yeah. where is Robin? Is he back? You would think that the
1: one time Robin's needed would be at this point. And it's like he's nowhere, you know.
2: Actually, there's nobody around to help him.
1: Where's yeah.
3: Batgirl? <laughs> we, we, just, we just met Batgirl. Where's Batgirl?
2: Yeah, I mean, as soon as he's got yeah. help, all of a sudden, there he is, blind as a bat. Nobody there to help him.
1: Yeah, I can, I can understand maybe the Batgirl, because if you're thinking to yourself, it's like, well, there's the things there. There's the production coding, you know, the production numbering, and then there's the when it aired numbering. So then yeah. there's, you know, you know, sometimes there is a bit of a disconnect there. So, you know, bad girl, okay, uh, okay, well, you know, chances are she's she's not that heavily in. So maybe, you know, see, I guess you could sit there and say, since this next episode, that they're probably not on the call her for help at any time soon
2: situation. Yeah. Robin, well, you're right. When, Robin, they were though, making these episodes, when they were making these episodes, I mean, Sean might know, she's like, you just watch these like forever. Did they did they know that kind of like in between episodes there seems like there's discrepancies is there a reason why
3: Uh I think it's just Is it the way things... they
2: released them because I think it was
3: just things getting shuffled around we think that Because on one...
2: HBO they are not in order like where I watch it it's on Max and I have to watch they do not have them in any semblance of order I literally have to go in and find them
3: In the case of uh well the the physical releases they're all released by production date uh, right. my when i my my hulu collection from my digital copy from the physical collection uh that's by production date as well uh i think it, when they used to air when i was a kid i remember fox would have uh, cuz it was on fox kids for me uh, right i i remember they used to um do special blocks for certain months so it could be we have four spookier episodes So we'll just right pop- those out, we'll put them in October. We have, you know, this one is more winter. So there themed. was a
2: reason why they lumped them in. the way Yeah, they did. Okay, it may have been
3: where they aired. It's just this one we feel this will play better th- at this time. Or hey, okay. we need we need a certain type of villain to fit in with our theme for the Fox Kids morning. I I think, but I, I don't know. I that's that's well, con- it's just like really you say.
2: One minute he's got help, next minute there's no Robin, no Batgirl. You know, I was just trying to wonder if there was a.
1: Yeah, well, there really isn't any rhyme or reason madness. to it, yeah. Yeah, and i I'd I be honest, I think when it came to serializing superheroes, that came around more with X-Men and yes. Justice League.
3: X-Men, Justice League, and Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, did
2: so what? Yeah. What did they do? They, they started
1: serializing it like Buffy, turning into a soap opera situation. You started
2: having, like, okay, gotcha. okay. having three-partners, six-partners. Or...
1: Those changes yeah. will keep on going. Yeah. Sort of like
2: vampire it. diaries and stuff like yeah. that.
1: Gotcha. So, but Batman was I mean, kinda of, they were attempting that, but they didn't really go into to it. So
2: So okay, maybe that's why, because it's not like in this like you say, serial soap opera kind well, of Well they fashion. get
1: they get better by the time they get to Batman Beyond, that right. tends to go in more of a serial, more serialization. I think here what we got is we got attempting it. That's why you got the two parters. That's yeah. why everything's not happening in one. So let's see if people come back in the second one. And then another the thing is, is that at this time when it came to animation serials, at this time when this was aired, people used to dip in and dip out. Yeah. They were constantly. constantly okay, Batman. Okay. What they found was like people were returning and watching it every single week. So and I you know, I have to remember that when you do an animated series, it's not like doing a television series. You kind of doing everything like a year and a half ahead because all this sure. stuff has to be animated, yeah. And it also has to be sent to Korea to be animated. You write your scripts, you get your voice acting, then the hell go and it has to be animated. So, to do a half hour episode takes a month normally. That's mm-hmm. the reason why, unless that you're Hannah, unless you're. And if you think of something like Batman, the reason why Batman is more expensive anyway because they don't do the repeating of back, backgrounds. So every background that you see is basically a different background. So as the the character's moving point A to point B, the background's changing.
2: That makes sense. But
1: but if you look at like Scooby-Doo or Fred Flintstone or Hanna-Barbera, when the characters run, that whole background keeps the same background running behind them over and over and over again. So, So that's probably the reason why you... That, so in this and so when you got Batman the anime series, that's probably the reason why you have the changes, you know. You you have you have it kind of going in that direction, but not quite
2: there yet. Yeah, that's what I was just wondering because it looked like, you know, okay, the crime because I have never watched these, you know, continuously like y'all have. So I was just like wondering, it's like, well, why they why is he always alone? And then he has to face all these surmountable obstacles, but there's no help. He's got, he's got his trusty butler always you know but yeah there's no there's no crime fighting you know friend on his hip so to speak so
1: but it also seems to be um i mean robin's away at school but in that and about four episodes for four to six episodes for now we're actually i think in january i think we right. start off the next season which is the the adventures of batman and robin and here we're showing the adventure oh. of batman so yeah.
2: Yeah, I know. I guess I just I probably always like to jump the gun. I like to see them together. Yeah, I like exactly. the interaction.
1: Yeah, so I think that Robin. At this point, I don't think. I guess you can say that Robin is a. If this is live action, Robin would just be a guest star in world that would pop in every once in a while. He has been signed. He hasn't been signed for a full series yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, uh, Special who guest is, star,
4: who Robin. Uh,
2: Definitely.
1: Robin. Yeah. Lauren, uh,
2: where is he? Something oh, he's not
1: Lauren, in this Something Lauren does the voice of. According
2: to this,
0: I'm
2: always amazed at the, the the
0: voices.
1: I mean, they really pulled it out. I mean, Bob Cummings is Professor Gordon, and you know, and Andrew, uh, you know, Adrian Barbeau is Catwoman, and.
2: I know yeah. she could. They could not have picked a better voice for Catwoman.
1: I she mean, she always yeah. had
2: a sultry, sexy voice. I remember her in the fog. I mean, just that voice. I just, you know, <laughs> just her voice was always so sultry.
0: Uh, let's see. It is
3: cast. Uh, Bob. No, it's Jay, Uh, Lauren Lester.
1: That's it. Lauren Lester. Yeah. Interesting, yeah.
2: But you always got Alfred Pennyworth, like always there. He's always he's always there. He's so static and
3: <laughs> thankfully, he had Leslie Tompkins with him as well, because with Leslie there, she was able to help with the technology. He didn't trust anybody with that. It could when he when he went blind. So uh, it's it's.
1: I like Leslie Tompkins. I always she's a, she's I always, a good a reaper- a plus.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like, oh, and then that's you know, it's, it's that's a porting thing. And I like I like that address is like, you know, when he gets hurt or something happens and he needs medical attention that there is someone there. Yeah. You know, he's not wasn't he's not, Albert
2: or was it Alfred dating the doctor in an episode before they went on vacation? Uh, was that
1: no, that that's was a, someone else. No, it was that a was, different woman, yeah. That was next door neighbor.
2: Yeah. Poor Alfred, he doesn't ever get a date. <laughs> There's a bunch of Elderly women running around in this series, but Alfred don't get none.
1: <laughs> I mean, Alfred's life is dedicated to Bruce Wayne and Batman. And yeah. So, and then since Bruce, if Bruce doesn't get a day off, he doesn't get a day off. So <laughs>
2: like no, that's that. true. Well, Bruce is a, like, well, is he supposed to be a playboy, Bruce Wayne, or is that a facade, or is he kind of a playboy? Because I know in the movies he's interested, you know, in other women. But it doesn't ever really seem to last, you know. But they say he's a playboy, kind of sort
1: of. The Batman is the real person, and Bruce Wayne's a facade. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I was trying to figure out where
2: it was. Well, I mean, he's he's supposedly, you know.
1: He has the key. I mean, you got to remember that his family kind of built Gotham, and at the same time, he's the head of a international company so he has to show his face so he shows his face in this capacity but i don't think he spends a lot of, i think he's one of these company directors he never shows up at the office very often
2: doesn't appear to be just supposed to be nice to be filthy yeah, right basically now.
1: shows up it <laughs> so, shows up at the you know <laughs> the stock you know the board of the directors meeting once a year and that's right pretty- He's more Well, there's hands- always
2: something going on at Wayne Technologies, though. You know, they're always building some kind of crazy something. That's the thing.
3: He's more hands-on with the with the tech division than anything. He's more hands-on in this in this iteration of him, and I'd say maybe the Schumacher uh, films. Uh, everything else kind of plays him as an aloof playboy, not really paying attention. The Burton right. movies, Burton movies, aside from a boardroom meeting with Christopher Walken. Right? Hey, th- th- there is no mention of Wayne Industries, none of that whatsoever. Yeah,
2: that's true. Then you think about, well, there was a couple yeah. times with um, Walken walking in that. What was what was his character in that? I can't remember. Max trick. Yeah, Max Shrek, what a yeah. nut job! Could he? They have picked a better person for that mm-hmm. movie. Oh my god.
3: I love him in that movie so much. But yeah, he uh, in that movie, if you think about it, Wayne Industries really isn't a thing until Batman Forever. And in the and they incorporated Edward Nigma is a former employee who got fired, and it all works with this within the sense of the story. And How much
2: and, do you think the cartoons weigh in on the
3: movies? I think it definitely influenced because uh, they did the Burton movies. Burton was doing his own thing. I think at the end of the day, Purdue, the studios and Warner Brothers they they just saw toys. They just saw toys. They saw money through toys.
2: Uh, merch. Uh,
3: yeah and through the animated series we have a lot more colorful characters that we could use that we could market to children that we can and, and we could just sell 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 so i think that the animated series opened up uh the toy chest a little bit more for them to exploit right uh, but in terms of yeah I, I i don't think it did more than that cuz in terms of stories we tar- we we started talking about arkham more We started uh, introducing Poison Ivy. We started, but it was, but uh, other than that and Bane, but other than that, there was, it was relatively safe. They didn't. I like Poison
2: Ivy and Harley. (laughs) Those are so good. I love those cartoons.
3: Poison Ivy and Harley are fantastic together. They are.
2: Uh, I don't care what anybody says. I fucking love it.
3: (laughs) But Harley didn't, I mean, Harley never got her chance in live action, until I think a one-off episode of Arrow, that was her first appearance in live action. And then they didn't really do anything with her and, until Margot Robbie took it over. You uh, can't go wrong
2: to, with Margot Robbie in anything.
3: She's, she's amazing as the role. And honestly, I can't really see anyone else as that role aside from her. Somebody
2: was talking about that. I watched some interview. I, I can't remember what I was watching. I'm not Like I said, I'm not on top of my name today. They're talking right. about doing somebody else other than Margot Robbie for that part. And I go, no, 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 revolt. <laughs> Total I, get,
3: I, get, revolt. <laughs> I get you want a clean break. I get, I get, you need a clean break from everything in the past, but don't get rid of her.
1: They might, No, they, they, not that. Might, to uh, be honest though, they might get Hugo Weaving's sister.
3: Oh Rachel no. or uh Rachel Weaving? So
1: that's I
3: gotta look uh, this one up. Oh, so Samara, Samara Weaving. Samara yeah, Weaving. Weaving. That's Hugo, we- Hugo Weaving sister.
1: Oh, yeah. All right. So, so they might oh get her. Oh god, god, she honest. looks just
2: like her. I always get those two confused as it is.
1: There, there is talk of her taking that over and she probably could do it. She would well. be good.
4: She, she would might. Be good, she yeah. could do
2: it. She could do it. She's a great actress too. Actually, yeah. you know, I've always interchanged those two. I always take one for the other. They look alike. They just yeah. do. They do. But, everyone, they're yeah. both beautiful women.
1: But I do think that Batman the animated series, I think, made more of, um, made more of an impact on the the comic books, yes, than the, than the movies.
2: Than the movies
1: did i mean like well i mean harley quinn was birthed in the animated series was actually birthed into her comic book series and she started being added in the comic books the way that the some of the like the 2 Face and um mr freeze their stories or origin stories became lore in the comic book series after the animation. right series. so they're kind of like so they kind of had like this thing where they're like Interchange, intermelding together so and the films i mean let's be honest the films of the film the batman films are very problematic in itself anyway because because of the
2: continuity or
1: well batman's um whole being is and he and he mentions in the next episode that he doesn't kill anyone right and the batman films are all about him killing people yeah.
2: Well, much. yeah. Especially you get Ben Affleck in there, and they you know it starts. Well,
1: getting... even well, he kills the Joker, and um, Michael Keaton kills the Joker. Yeah, he kills um, Christopher Walken. He shoves, he shoves a bomb down a guy's pants and pushes him into a sewer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's true. A cold-blooded murderer. <laughs> That's too true. It's, I forgot about the, that. The
1: Joel Schumacher <laughs> films, Batman's killing people all the way through them. Yeah, Christopher Nolan he's murdering what's going along um even the new batman film with uh, i never even thought
2: of that until you just brought that up because the next episode the
1: the pattinson one he's not
3: he didn't kill anyone yet but he is much more vicious in terms of his uh brutality uh so he, he could definitely see possibly uh Uh, If they ever do let the Joker out of the asylum, that he he'll probably push him a little too far, but or try to push him too far.
1: And that's the thing about Batman is that he he has this code of honor, and that's the reason why they have to have Parkham Asylum because he catches them and he puts them in there, and they get back out, and he puts them there because he does believe in the law. That's why. That's why he's not really a vigilante because at the same time he might be acting like a vigilante, but at the same time he's only capturing them and then they have to go through the law system and whatever happens there is not you know is not—you know—is not part of him so in effect yeah. he's not really a vigilante he just he just catches the people and then he's basically a, a bounty hunter really if you think about it that way
3: so, you yeah, can see that
1: you know Yeah. Well, that brings us to his silicone soul. When Batman Impersonator appears in Gotham City, the real Batman deduces that Carl Ronson is somehow involved and confronts the inventor. The other Batman, a duplicate, then shows up at a battle between the two takes place. After duplicate Batman escapes, it begins his campaign to recapture Hardak, goals of a robotic society. So, Sean, what are your thoughts of his silicone soul?
3: Hardak. that was a name that I had forgotten about. I had. What I had does Hardack
2: stand for?
3: Oh God! What? I'm gonna look. I'll right? look it up. I, I had I have the. anagram right in front of me. Uh, Hardak, uh da, 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 Here we are. Artificial. A holographic analytical reciprocating digital computer.
2: Sounds like stuff we got now, like AI and all kinds of weird <laughs> shit coming to plague us. Well, in our well,
3: life. That was, that, <laughs> that was the thing that uh that. Struck me the most about this episode because I did dig this one a lot, and I think the reason I did is I started thinking about just the ramifications if a essentially a Terminator right. had all all the knowledge of Batman and right. all the contingency plans to take down every single member of the Justice League and all that stuff. Right. That is a that is a horrifying thought. It'd be like just just somebody with that much power. The one yeah. the, the one flaw in Hardax problem. Is Batman doesn't kill, and that's the one thing that saved everybody's life. Is the fact that that does not compute. I just killed, uh, and causes yeah. full, full system yeah. shutdown. But uh, and he ended up blowing himself up by destroying uh, the the, the um, Bat computer. But the one thing I the contingency plan of Hardak after downloading the Bat computer in Hardak's last appearance was to make one last bot and make it ba- a bat bot that just right. seemed that's a great trojan horse
2: is hardack um, a bad company were they a bad answer
3: no hardack was just uh, an artificial intelligence run amok it was it was it was creating duplicates of people to integrate to integrate itself into society. So the computer
1: kind of took over. Yeah,
3: the computer okay, took like, over, like a war games computer. Yeah, it's like war games with the ability to mass produce terminators. Is the okay. best, is the best way I can describe it. So they were taking uh like Commissioner Gordon and right. a few other people. They were taking them hostage and replacing them with these duplicates. Okay, okay. So it's okay. kind of like a body snatchers type of situation, right? And uh, they uh, eventually uh, destroyed the. This, they had to destroy the system because the system figured out, wait, Bruce Wayne is Batman. It broke it. It got managed to get into the bat computer. And as a result, <clears throat> it learned all of Batman's secrets. So it decided, well, I'm going to take all this infinite knowledge that I've learned through this and put it in one last contingency. Uh, and just in case, because uh, it looks like I'm probably going to be destroyed right now. And that contingency was in the form of a Batman robot. Which, I can
2: get it to work. I know this time it'll work. Yeah.
3: Well, it worked a little too well because it thought it really did. It, it was, it was like that, uh, that horrible Terminator movie with Tom, uh, with the, with the, with the guy from Avatar, what the, what the hell is it called? Uh, Terminator oh. Salvation. It's the, yeah. he wakes up and just doesn't realize, you know, your, uh, your metal robotic guts are hanging out. What do you mean? I'm a robot. You know, it's just, yeah, clearly somebody has put my brain in a robot. Which I thought was funny,
2: but so I mean, basically, that that would be a feat, though. I mean, now you got AI, I suppose consciousness is not too far behind for a machine. Well, I Uh... I mean, I
1: quite like Batman the computerized. I felt, I felt, he was still a good guy. I
2: mean, he wasn't a bad guy, It's,
1: it's 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 only when he was looking to repair himself that he actually had, that he actually fell onto it. So if he didn't have to repair himself, yeah, he could have been, he could, a bad man could have gone on holiday and left him to do the job and then come back. And you know what I mean? It's like he would work worked <laughs> out. It's only because he got in, he got shot. So therefore he had to fix himself. So that they least, sprayed
2: but, water on him. in well, the hard act.
1: And of course he, in order to fix himself, he has to reboot and have to, you know, put this the chip in his head, which causes, his, you know, which causes him to go bad, really. But if he didn't have to do that, if he wasn't injured, he was fine, yeah. Just kind of sad, and you know, he does, and he doesn't understand those around him. And you know,
4: I just... felt
2: bad for the robot Batman because he was basically good. He didn't understand why he was in this this entity that he had become. So it kind of made me. I felt bad for it actually because you're that... right. I mean, wake up! I'm a machine. I'm not a human. You know, has
1: that feeling of um, you know when you look at it, it's called his silicon soul, but it also reminds you of Blade Runner.
2: Yeah, kind of, absolutely. You know, well, the, or, whole yeah. dupl-
1: the whole the
3: whole duplicate. I I was calling them replicants while watching it. I I can't. I, it's immediately where my brain went to. I, I think they were calling them duplicates or whatever. But uh, the it, it is definitely in- invocative of uh of Blade Runner in terms of just the humanity that's exuding from this robot, and it and goes throughout to the point that. Uh, wait i and and it, maybe it, it's just the power of batman and how strong a batman's mind is because that's what was scanned that's what was what was put in there the and all the data from the bat computer it's just whatever it worked too well because as soon as uh
1: yeah the you code. Tried,
3: yeah as soon as you broke that code well that causes assist a fatal error
1: and, and I, uh, I also liked um the special animation that they done with once st- Robot Batman is gone or finished, yeah. and then Batman takes his skin and puts it over his half his half of a Bruce Wayne face over to make him look a bit more human. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
1: that was quite a nice little touch there. Because well, that's, I mean, basically, that's most animation of this odd, time, you know? well, most animation this time they just wouldn't bother. They'd like, okay, when well, he would say his pun, it'd be the end of the series. But it's like someone took loving care to sit there and put that in there, which probably took about. <laughs> you Know three days to you know to draw that into that, like that or it's whatever. That long. It takes a long time to do animation, yeah. And this Especially is the, this like is them. the
2: black um animation too. And you guys were trying to explain that to me. Somebody else who listens to this podcast, basically, maybe you basically okay,
1: if we quick. look at. If you Look at Secret and Nymph, for instance, Secret and right. Nymph is done on acetates and which are right. clear acetates, and they would put those on a light box. So that's the reason right. why when you, when you see all the lights coming through and all the bright colors, that's that. In Batman the Anime series, what they use is black paper. So basically, black is your negative space. So what you do is you have to draw the positive the color
2: on top of the negative.
1: Precisely.
2: Oh, so interesting. That,
1: so that what gives you there. But at the same time, you have to take everything that you learned in animation and kind of reverse it on itself about your your color principle.
4: Quite clever. So. And it yeah. really has
2: a quite a different look to it. I mean, if you look at the Batman cartoons as opposed to any other cartoons, it's quite unusual even even today, even though they're, you know, 20, 30 years later.
1: they're No. Just... In January when Batman Comes back for another season, we kind of get a whole new look that comes to it, which we'll get. Oh, into the it. whole
2: new look, yeah. Well, I haven't got that here yet, so eventually, but, and, sometimes you know, I get ahead of myself. That'll,
1: that'll, be, that'll be a conversation in itself because you know I'm not too. Well, happy Sean's
2: got it. a knowing look. Well, I'll be that. Yeah, I'm not too
3: happy anything. with the new look, but we'll see. We'll a see. lot of people, a lot of people weren't happy with the new look. They we're weren't entering, happy with it. In, well, I see there's the, a different uh, look
2: to the, the Batman, the the next.
3: We're entering I the phase can tell. There's a where it's definitely, we, we've already hit the peak, and it's it's not saying the quality is going bad or anything right. like that, but in terms of, the, you could tell the budget has startin a, is starting to... they lose losing steam? A, they're losing a little bit of steam. But that's, I mean, that was the case for all well, the that happens, though. Those are growing
2: pains with any yeah. show or series
3: most but, of the animated I mean, I don't series know how you
2: beat this one
3: <laughs> most of the animated series uh, at this time it was your only it, well, your budget's only as strong as the toys that you sell right fortunately but batman did sell a lot of toys so that helped but it i think it still I,
2: does there's batman merch everywhere well, i have Walmart. to
1: sit there and say Walmart. that when they get when it gets this new look and the, and the new toy line comes out they're not as good as the old toy line <laughs> I imagine y'all
2: got collector's <laughs> items in your houses. I know I Sean only, does.
3: <laughs> I have three Batman figures, and they're all the Adam West series. I got an Egghead, I got a Frank Gorshin Riddler, and I got a Joker. That's oh it.
2: my God! You've got all that. You've got the Egghead, even
3: too. I saw oh, the I, Egghead I... in the store. I immediately bought it for Joe. I'm like, he's
1: the biggest Vincent. Oh, Christ that's right. I you
2: know, did buy so. Joe an Egghead. Okay. And I figured.
3: I'm like, all right. Why not put him on top?
1: Yeah. No, the only thing I got is a Batmobile, and that came with the the Blu-ray Batman original series box set. And that then Blu-ray I got um, and I got Batman the me. anime series. Um, booklets were written by Paul Denny about the making of the series and stuff.
2: Blu-ray still messes with me because, like, people's peach fuzz on their face—it just looks like they need to shave. They got something. To be- I don't. Know, that's the like, thing.
3: You can see Blu-ray. the makeup. You could see when they when they have scars, you could see the the, all the imperfections the, the adhesive and everything. Well, you can see the glue that holding it all. Yes, on. yes. See, oh my god. Oh, that's... Watching an old episode of Star Trek on, on Blu-ray, it's just it's so horrible. It's
2: traumatizing. It is. It is. <laughs> but, I, but there is a, fuck.
3: there is oh. some charm to it though. I mean, there is a lot of charm to it and I can look past it cuz I realize I'm like it's just a product of the time. Can I just enjoy Oh, I'll look it
2: past time? it. I can look uh, past it, but it I work, notice it. Works, it. It's it works scary. very well
1: on animation, Blu-ray.
2: Yes,
3: it doesn't work well as well. I mean, Jaws—you could tell the shark is a robot. Clearly, really <laughs> clearly, <laughs> I mean, I, I, Joe and I always joke about the uh, the opening shot where the yeah, camera goes right off the I've woman. Seen it. Oh, yeah, right.
2: we, we, but I would the a never... shark. Yeah, that's, well, that's we clear. knew she was naked. We just didn't know how naked. <laughs> we to see. But we know she's full, full-fledged naked.
3: But, I mean, there's that. You can tell. Uh, there's other ones. I think Scarface to this day is still one of my better-looking ones. Scarface, and uh, ro- watching bat- Robocop. The first
2: Batman with okay, Michael Keaton, fantastic. I watched it on Blue ray Freaked me don't out because up. I could cool. see that the, the cape was animated. Like when you're looking down and he's doing something, you could see him turn. You could tell it's animated cape. It's just animated. You could tell. It just bothers me sometimes. I don't know why. Because I couldn't tell before. So honestly, I don't care if I watch Blu-ray or I don't. I do like the quality, but sometimes I the detail,
0: especially
2: yeah. when you got a flat screen, big flat screen TV, you can see everything now. You yeah, know? That's
1: true. I mean, the, I think the worst thing you can see on Blu-ray is a Ray Harryhausen film. A what? A Ray Harryhausen film, unfortunately. Oh. Clash of the Titans. I was just thinking Clash of the Titans. Oh, oh. God.
2: <laughs> oh i have not seen that on blu-ray is it really horrible
1: yeah unfortunately yeah. it is it look uh, to be honest it's probably the only movie i can sit there and say that looks best in pen and scan they need when they do restorations for films like this they need to have a
3: special care they shouldn't just let the ai do it they need to actually put the work into it because right. it, it almost and it rem- almost okay, yeah.
1: though. jason agronauts like, works okay jason agronauts works already okay. good on blu-ray. I'll give it that one, which you would think that the, the 80s Clash of the Titans would be better than the 1960s Jason and the Argonauts.
2: Right. Or, yeah.
1: Not. I mean, Harry Harry Hamlin. Was it
2: Jason and the Argonauts? That the one with the, the, the skeletons, or is that? Yeah, yes. that,
1: yeah that's one also with the skeleton. skeletons. Gresham I Titans love that and, uh, scene. That's
2: so epic. Clash of the Titans
1: is the one with Medusa. Perseus okay. and Medusa. Oh, okay. Pegasus. Yeah.
2: Okay. God, that was such a good scene, too. And what does it like really make you anal when you are watching it
1: now on it's, Blu-ray? As uh, so just put it this way, you can you can really see the blue screen, very much mm. so. You can, no and you can, shit. And then just, and then, like when you saw that it's kind of weird because even even when I got it on DVD and I saw the because I got because I used to love it. I mean, I'm, I used to be on HBO all the time, and right? Like, yeah, over and over and over. I mean, seeing it so many times, and you know that was pan and scan. The and,
2: Harry Hamlin Clash of the Titans.
1: Yeah, yeah. And okay. so, and so, when it came out on DV, DVD and in widescreen, I bought a copy of it because I thought this is going to be fantastic. I'll finally get to see it in this ratio. I was not this, no. Yeah, I would. I mean, and this, and now, now in Blu-ray, it's even worse. So DVD, D, DVD only gave it. Uh, DVD only put it in its, you know, in its ratio. Sometimes well, I mean
3: they're just like that. I mean, you, you, it just it, it doesn't matter. It when you get when you cut off this. Uh, it's a shame because uh, you see the effects and the remastering for movies today, and they just don't hold up. Joe and I were watching uh, Double Impact, the Van Damme movie where he plays his own uh, twin brother. Uh, oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. When he's Those on screen, are so they're, cheesy, but they're good.
3: So che- you can see, and on Blu ray, you can see the blue screen and, and whatnot on certain shots. But there's others that you're looking at and they're talking to each other. And. It looks just as good as anything, if not a little bit better than some of the stuff I see today. So mm-hmm. it, it's 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 one of those. That movie is a trip too, so. uh,
1: Disney <laughs> to do, t- Disney tends to do. Disney tends to do play a particular attention to their Blu-raying for yes, like Mary like Mary Poppins. As you see, there's like there's not that big disconnect. To be honest, they they somehow made it so Mary Poppins is in the animation. You know, they kind of you know it's not.
2: So there is a way to do it without doing it. Without you, seeing you, like that blue screen behind or every little thread or
1: you have to go through every single frame and do it digitally. So you have to go through every frame of the film and able to do wow. it. Wow.
2: I can see why they want AI to do it. That's just
1: And it and it costs, it costs money. But to be honest, if you're dealing with I mean, I can understand not doing it with like, I don't know. Mr. Limpet the incredible Mr. Limpet I can understand not doing it for that but if you got if you got a classic movie that's gonna that you know, is classic then maybe you need to take the care of that you know that that's of, one of the reasons why they don't do um seven faces Dr. Lau in blu-ray because you know they, they oh
2: my god they they put that they, they didn't blu-ray that one did they
1: no because George Powell's family said you can't blu-ray it unless you want unless you spend the money on it
2: Because that would be a nightmare. (laughs) I mean, if they didn't do it right, I mean, think of all Uh, the just just all the stuff in that movie. I'm
1: hoping Criterion will pick it up and do something with it because I love that film. But we'll see. Well, let's discuss our favorite episode and our least favorite episode. Well, just to say our favorite episode, because I don't think there's the least favorite in this there's series. There's no
2: least favorite episode. Yeah, there's no least favorite. They're all solid ones.
1: So, what's your favorite episode in this block, Vicky?
2: I like Batgirl. I liked them all, but I really liked the introduction of Batgirl. It was it was fun and it was nice to see her finally show up.
1: And what about yourself, Sean?
3: Uh definitely uh Shadow of the Bad the two-parter it, it, with Batgirl. It, is a, it was a fun introduction to Batgirl, fun introduction to the character. Uh, it's good to have her part of the team. It's good to see the team growing. And, uh, yeah. Uh, also, Matches Malone is my new favorite uh, <laughs> side character for Bruce
2: Wayne. Er, oh, my God, in, 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 yeah. With yes. the little mustache. Malone. Yeah. <laughs> I would have never known it was Bruce. Oh, no, no. no that that
1: mustache, it's, it makes all the worlds a desert.
2: yes it did
1: (laughs) i think my favorite is shadow of the bat though i have a special place for his silicon soul because i did feel something for the robot for some reason i actually felt like oh i actually got i felt a tinge of emotion there so i thought that was good and and the shadow of the bat i guess i guess is my favorite because i kind of wondering did batgirl get to see bruce play naked We'll never know.
2: <laughs> he turned her back. She turned her back. Or he well, told her to turn around.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, she—if he didn't tell her to turn around, she would just sit there and just stare. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, he probably has a nice set of animated boot talks.
1: Yeah, so she, she's got a thing for muscle. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this brings us to the end of the Literary license Podcast. Our next episodes for Batman um, next month, which will be December, will be The Demon's Quest, Part 1 and Part 2, Fire from Olympus, and Read My Lips. And, of course, we'll be continuing our November month of programming with our Dark Families, which will be covering the film The Breadwinner from 2017, uh, which is based on the best-selling novel by Deborah Ellis. And it deals with a woman going through womanhood um, in Iraq. And, of course, we'll be covering Eli Ross's 2018 film, Family Film, The House with a Cluck in Its Walls, starring Jack Black and Kate Blanchett. And we will be continuing our anthology series of two cat features, The Uncanny from 1977 and Cat's Eye from 1985, also known as Stephen King's Cat's Eye. And Doctor Who will be continuing with The Time Meddler and Galaxy 4 Storylines, which began in the 3rd of July, to the second of October, nineteen sixty-five, and December we'll be interrupting our programming with our Christmas programming, which will be book to screen. Which will be Once Upon a Time. We'll be covering Auntie Mame by Patrick Dennis and the nineteen fifty-eight film Auntie Mame, starring Rosalind Russell. So it's good night for myself and good night, Vicki.
2: Night, everybody.
1: Good night, Sean. Good night, everyone. And we'll see you next week for the Breadwinner and the Clock with the Clock. The... The house with the clock in this world,
0: Well, she's all you'd ever want. She's the kind I'd like to flaunt and take to dinner. But she always knows her place. She's got style. She's got grace. She's a winner. She's a lady. Oh, 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 she's a lady about that little. Lady.